Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, everybody. Welcome to our radio show. Peter Padilla here with you, enjoying conversation with industry experts in the real estate and real estate-related industries all across the country, but more specifically in northern Nevada and northern California. We have had some great conversations about the smaller communities in and around Reno and things that happen from those smaller communities. Last week, it was Fernley, Nevada. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening to the west, Truckee, California. Exciting things coming from that part of the country, that part of our coverage area. Property radar. That's what we're going to be talking about today. And Property Radar is capitalized. It's an outstanding app program. Today we have the CMO of the company, David LaPlante, joining us. We're going to be talking with him later about how that can help not only the real estate industry, but a lot of other industries with the information that you can get from this dynamic program from Property Radar. Also today, we'll look at the stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, see where home prices are heading, and then give you our honeybee keeping update for October. Remember, the conference is coming up in Feb. We'll talk about that and more after this. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the wealth protection diva today. Call Sage International. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. I want to tell you there's a great website if you're thinking about inviting family to move to northern Nevada. This website, you've got to check it out because it will help them find out so much about the northern Nevada area. I encourage you to visit relocatingtoreno.com. Dan Ryder is one of the top realtors in northern Nevada at Nevada Home Connections. And he's got a great video series that will help you learn more about your community and help people that are coming to Reno find out what the right area might be for them and their family. Check it out, relocatingtoreno.com. Today in the studio, David LaPlante is with us. David drove in from beautiful Truckee, California. Welcome to our show, David. Thanks for having me here. It's good to come down to Reno. It's good to have you here as well. You live in Truckee, but did you live in Reno for a while yourself? I've only been in Truckee about five years. Mm-hmm. I was in Reno for 25 years. Really? I I grew up in uh, Crested Butte, Colorado. Crested Ski racer. Yeah. Ski bum. Uh-huh. And uh, wasn't actually going to go to college. Wanted to be a ski bum for a little longer. Mm-hmm. But I blew out my knee last ski race of my senior year. Ooh. And my dad was a college professor. He was smart. He waited till I was all jacked up on morphine. Put some college applications into my nose. One of those was the University of Nevada, and next thing you know, I'm a University of Nevada student. Well, how neat! Come out here for the ski team, and and then you're from Colorado. You know how cold it is there. So yeah, people don't understand it's colder cold. in Colorado. It was so weird to go through my first season in Tahoe, and then I went. You know what? I felt my fingers and toes the whole winter. <laughs> I've never experienced that. I kind of like it here. I think yeah. I'm going to stay. Yeah. Yeah, it is a beautiful place. I've been here for almost 20 years myself, a native of Colorado, but I really feel like uh, Nevada is my home. I've lived in Nevada longer than I lived in Colorado as a native of Colorado. I left when I was 18, and uh, next thing you know, I'm on the road, and I absolutely love it here in northern Nevada. David, uh, Truckee is kind of like a suburb of Reno. I mean, it is so close. How long does that drive take you? took me 30 minutes. 30 minutes. I live on the east side mm-hmm. of Truckee. So even a little closer to the, yeah, it to takes the state me line? 35 minutes to get to the airport. Yeah, which, very cool. Yeah, in most, where most people live, that's that's still super fast. So. Oh, yeah. If, if it's in, even in the same town, you get to have some beautiful scenery along the Truckee River coming into town. It's gorgeous fall colors out there. 
I like what I had heard about when we first discussed Property Radar, the company that you are here talking about today, and the dynamic opportunities that there are there on what I've seen for people in the real estate industry and, and related industries to real estate. But after looking at the website for a little bit longer since our last conversation, it really seems like so many other types of businesses that aren't even connected with that can use these service because in the high-tech world of property radar, it's about data, right? It's about information. Yep. Tell us about that. So, I mean, you hit that nail right on the head. I mean, you can't open up newspaper website today and not talk about data, right? Everywhere you go, data, data, data. Talk data. about that. Now, uh, obviously, the big businesses, that's the business they're in. Think of Amazon, Apple, Facebook. They're data companies. Mm -hmm. We're living in a world where there are significant advantages to being able to acquire, work with, and put to good use data. And unfortunately, for a lot of smaller businesses, they don't have that same opportunity to participate in that, you know, you could characterize as data gold rush, or at least just the, the lifeblood of operating a business. So certainly real estate professions have been a little bit more used to working with data property, right? You got to have that, whether it's MLS or any other services. But mm -hmm. we, uh, we look at the segment of the market that says, hey, if my best customer is the owner of a home or property, or maybe the home or property itself, uh, there's a lot of businesses that that's true for. Certainly anyone in the real estate profession and, and related, like mortgage lending, mm -hmm. which you've got a background in. Uh, but there's a lot of other businesses from landscaping, roofing, contracting. I think I counted up, there's close to like 50 types of businesses that mm -hmm. the owner of a home or property is their best customer. Yes. And yet we're in this world today where it's not, <laughs> there's so many ways to market, so many platforms, so many systems, but it's still confusing and not always geared for the business that does have that home or property owners or customers. So that's kind of the mm. problem we try to solve, which is to say big businesses certainly have an advantage and it's not fair that small businesses don't have access to the same, or in our case, we try to make it better data that the big businesses do. So what does that mean? I'll give you an example, um, a, a non-real estate professional. Let's say, let's say you wanna remodel your kitchen, right? Right. What do you do when you do that? You typically raid your home equity piggy bank because it, it costs a lot to get those granite kitchen countertops put in. Yes, and there's new cupboards and flooring and, you know, next thing you know, you're talking real money. So you've probably done either a HELOC or a cash out refi, right? That's how you get your biggest cash, yeah? Yep, and you're going to go remodel your kitchen. Now, who knows that? Big businesses do. Guaranteed, as soon as you take out that cash out refi or HELOC, uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, RC Willie, any, any large business that A, knows that data exists, B, knows how to obtain it, has a team and talent to work with it, and can afford it, is you're going to get, start getting marketed to. So you may take that home equity spent, take advantage of that home equity offer, that Home Depot offer, mm -hmm. and think everything's good. We look at that a little differently and say, but what about Ken, the kitchen contractor that may live a block away from you? and does superb work. He doesn't know that you've got 100K sitting in your pocket that you want to remodel your kitchen with. And because he didn't get that data. He didn't, he didn't know it. Yeah. He doesn't even know that data exists. Yeah. So, which is why I'm on this radio show. <laughs> is there's a lot of businesses that don't know that they're getting outfoxed or outcompeted with by big businesses because they just simply don't know that that data exists. How is it that Home Depot always gets that first mover advantage mm -hmm. and gets that business? And, and it's not bad, but there are some ramifications to that. So if Home Depot gets your home equity spend, that money leaks out of the local economy. And what you want for a healthy economy, a good, healthy community, healthy economy is built off the backs of successful small businesses. Mm -hmm. When's the last time you saw Apple sponsoring a t-ball team? Right? I haven't seen anything like that. No. Amazon sponsoring the local lacrosse team. Uh, no, they did not step forward to my favorite lacrosse team recently. I was looking. There was no big business there. You're right. It's the small businesses. Mm -hmm. You get that money 
if you think of an economy like a bucket, you don't want any leaks out of it. And the larger businesses, when they pull that home equity money out of your pocket and back to Wall Street, ultimately that's not as great for the economy than if Ken the kitchen contractor got that deal. Yes, yes. So those big companies, uh, when somebody takes out a home equity loan or a HELOC to do some remodeling, um, those big companies, they have a connection to get that data faster or that data that the small businessman can't. How do they do that? Uh, it's just a big murky world out there that... It, it's in the digital world? In the digital world. It's, in mean, the, it's on the data, right? It's on the data. And there's, yeah. you know, there's lots of ways, but you know, most small businesses, they get into business because they're good at what they do. Mm -hmm. And at the bottom of their list of things they want to do every day is anything related to taxes and payroll. And at the very bottom is marketing. Because I didn't, I didn't get into remodeling kitchens because I like marketing. I didn't get into remodeling kitchens because I like payroll or doing taxes. I got into remodeling kitchens because I'm good at it. Yeah. That's my business. Yeah. Uh, so they're not actively looking at, well, how am I going to find my next customer? How am I going to discover who they are and get connected with them directly? And uh, that's kind of the gap that we're trying to solve, which is to say, look, if we can take the same data that the big businesses are working with, make it available and affordable and easy to use for small businesses, we help out local communities and we help out a lot of small businesses do things that they would otherwise not be able to do. David LaPlante, the CMO of Property Radar, is our guest today. We're talking about how to reach uh, potential clients for people in business and Property Radar, uh, although it does has to have the word property, I don't want anybody to think it's just for people in the real estate world. There are many, many opportunities there. David, one of the things that I was aware of and learned about when I was a mortgage lender a number of years back, and as you know, I still keep up with the industry, I was made aware of the amount of data, the kinds of data that I could get for marketing purposes from local title companies that would tell us a little bit about, you know, who had uh, three years on an interest rate that was more than 5% that might be a veteran and that is also in a rural property. And then we had a special loan program or a refinance program available to those kind of, uh, of homeowners uh, or property owners. Uh, the data was basic, but it gave us a good idea of who to start flooding with direct mail, U.S. mail information. Um, it was it was just property address and information about the residency. Uh, we never could really get into the into the data deeply enough because uh, we were lucky to get a one percent return, just a response of one percent, um, and it ultimately. It got so out of fashion, direct mail, for many mortgage lenders, they just have stopped doing it for the most part. And one of the reasons is because there's no advantage there. Everybody's looking for an advantage in the digital world, in any business world. And if you've got the same thing that everybody else does, like a fax machine, the mm -hmm. internet, a cell phone, hey, you're not that special anymore. We need an advantage to have an advantage in business. I want to talk with you more, David LaPlante, about the advantage our listeners can have with Property Radar. We'll be right back. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. Michelle Holbert. I have used Jack several times and he's fantastic. He's cleaned my own carpets, several of my rental properties. I've been very happy. My tenants have really been surprised at how nice the carpets look after he's completed them. Tile, grout, carpet, upholstery? Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Extraction Jackson. He's the best. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today like we are on the air every week right here on 1180 AM Radio, one of the Lotus broadcast stations here in northern Nevada. One of the things I love about 1180 AM is it's a local station. We're talking with local people at the management level and on the listener level as well. Some of our listeners come from beyond Reno and Sparks. That would include beautiful Yarrington, Nevada. It is in the heart of Lyon County and Yarrington, Nevada is special to me because that is where the annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is held. And I'm in my fourth year of 
beekeeping, and I'm absolutely loving it, and I'd like to let our listeners know that this is the time of year I like best, because we just put our bees to sleep, so to speak, because we've got them all winterized and ready to go through these next cold, cold months. You know, bees actually, honeybees actually hibernate to a degree, and so you have to prepare their home a little bit different, and once that's done, then the beekeeper, that would be me, I get to take about three months off. How about that? That's a pretty good vacation from beekeeping work. During those three months, we get a lot of education behind us and a lot of knowledge, make great connections. That's why I'm inviting you to join us for the 2020 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Feb 21 and 22 in beautiful Yarrington, Nevada. See some photos and get an idea of what the conference is all about and how much fun we're going to have doing stuff with honey and making products with beeswax and pollen and oh it just goes on and on it's a fantastic place to meet great people nevada state beekeepers conference check it out on the website nevadastatebeekeepers.org tell them peter sent you with me in the studio today david laplante david is the cmo of property radar david how did you come up with the name of Property Radar. Are you a big MASH fan or something like that? <laughs> I didn't actually come up with the name. So the company actually started as Foreclosure Radar. Okay, Foreclosure Radar. And uh, mm. that will resonate with anyone mm. who is in the for- <laughs> doing business in the foreclosure crisis. So. Back in the t- 2006 through 9, 10, and 11, 12. Oh, man. I mean, that was, that was what the business was. That was uh, the business. So it was started by Sean Atul. He was, uh, for lack of a better term, a data nerd in Silicon Valley during the dot-com boom Mm -hmm. and uh, came out of the dot-com bust. Not necessarily, things weren't really good right then, so he stumbled into real estate investing. So between 2002 and 2005, he ends up uh, doing like 150 deals, Mm -hmm. mostly in foreclosures, Mm -hmm. and observes two things. One the access to and the efficiency of working with data was just atrocious. It was super frustrating for him. And two, there was a lot of money to be made. Mm-hmm. This was pre-foreclosure crisis. Now, he happened to have a number of properties down in Stockton, which was kind of ground central for early observation of the, the credit crisis. And he got spooked, and in 2006, or end of 2005, he sells everything. Gets out of 100% out of real estate. Really? Oh. Hunkers down in 2006 and builds what would be the first version of foreclosure radar. Mm-hmm. Launches that in early 2007 to crickets. Most real estate professionals yeah. going, why would I need a foreclosure data service? Exactly. Why would I want to track foreclosures? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> of course, we know how the story ends, but come 2008, he's on 60 Minutes being interviewed by Steve Croft, labeled the foreclosure data guy. and you know, instant overnight success. And what attracted me, I'll get to the property radar story there, but it, 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 there is something important there is that what what Sean did with foreclosure radar was he democratized access to the foreclosure data. So that if you, you know, absolutely foreclosure crisis was a crisis. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, you know, not a lot of great stuff there. But if there was any silver linings to it, was that because of foreclosure radar, if you went to the courthouse steps, you would see 10, 15, maybe 20 folks bidding on foreclosures. Right. And the majority of them were mom and pops, locals. Hmm. They weren't just all big banks. So because of foreclosure radar, tens of thousands of real estate investors were able to pick up foreclosures and keep them local. Because who's going to be your better landlord? Uh, you know, Colony Capital, Steve Mnuchin, who owns 10,000 properties at, back in Wall Street, or your local mom-and-pop real estate investor. Buying their first or second investment property because now they can afford it during this downturn that we were in? In that downturn, that for many real estate professionals, working on short sales, foreclosures, any of that, that was the only way they put food on the table. So... I know people, David, that actually weren't doing all that great in the real estate world for a variety of reasons in 2000, let's say three and four and five. And then when we went into the real estate crisis, the mortgage crisis, I like to call it, uh, these very same people that were struggling because they were relatively new in the business, they learned very quickly how to do short sales and how foreclosures worked. And next thing you know, 
some of these people were the experts because they saw this wave coming and they, they really didn't have anything to go back to. And then when they got into this, some of these people are some of the most dynamic and well-known realtors in northern Nevada now. And it happened because of the foreclosure crisis. Yep. And that's uh, and a lot of them are our cu customers today. We've got customers dating all the way back to 2007. Uh, David, yeah, but there's a there's a change. There's mm -hmm. a subtle thing. They got good at data. Yes, yes. That's what they. That's what it. It was the the times and the uh, the availability, the opportunity to get that data that really made a difference for them. I'm talking with David Laplante. David is the CMO of Property Radar. David is visiting us in the studio today from beautiful Truckee, California. I bet when you're in Truckee, California, David, because it's such a relaxing place, it's, it's a beautiful scenery, you can really make your creative juices flow. I bet you're, you can really come up with some great concepts on how Property Radar can help businesses. Yes, that's true. It's beautiful and certainly gets the creative juices flowing. You know, our best ideas come from our customers. And, you know, going back to 2007, we've been starting with the foreclosure crisis and changing the name to Property Radar mm -hmm. after the crisis, expanding the amount of data that we have, expanding the types of businesses that we could, could use that. It made sense to change the name to Property Radar and service mm -hmm. all real estate professionals. Mm -hmm. Then when Sean and I crossed paths, I moved from Reno up there for no other reason. My kids were doing everything up there and it was just dumb for my wife to be on Interstate 80 every day. So <laughs> made the move up to Truckee for no other reason to avoid being on Interstate 80 every day. Mm -hmm. uh, but Sean and I crossed paths. I got really enamored with the, the, the kind of the mission there, which was to help these small businesses uh, play on a level playing field with big businesses have access to the, the, the data that they needed to drive their business forward. Mm -hmm. And what we discovered, our best ideas really do come from out of necessity, customers calling up saying, hey, here's how I need to grow my business. How would I do that with, with property radar and the data that you have? Mm -hmm. So we've got a great customer support team. They're on the phone all day, every day, helping small businesses take their first steps or get more efficient with discovering who their best potential customers are uh, understanding a lot about them so that when they do connect, it's a very personal, relevant connection. Mm -hmm. And do that directly. Because what's fed to a lot of small businesses in today's world, this internet-driven world, is, hey, Peter, the best way for your mar to market your business is to sit around and wait to be found, right? You're, you're going to be good at being found. Go, you know, you want, when someone goes to Google and I look up awesome radio dude in Reno. That would be me. I, you know, right you should come up first in the rankings, <laughs> yep. but you don't always do that, especially if you're new. Right. And my, your competitor could buy the same keywords and bump you off. And you may not always be good at being found. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you go through the whole litany of modern media today, and a lot of it isn't always best for the real estate professional or the home or property focused business that really what they need to do is go find their customers themselves. Mm -hmm. And do that, certainly leveraging all of the wonderful technology that has been produced by way of the internet revolution. We go from like pre, what I call pre-modern marketing, what you were mentioning earlier, the old school direct mail, right. very unfocused, not personalized, why, it didn't, why we end up calling it junk mail. Mm -hmm. Then we go through this modern marketing, which I was certainly the one of the larger digital snake oil salesmen out there. Uh, but it did give us the concepts of more efficient targeting, using data to really only market to the people who really need my product or service. Mm -hmm. And then being able to reach them across channels. Because not everyone's on Facebook. Oh, Not yeah. everyone's on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's on LinkedIn. Not, right. There's no ch single channel anymore to reach everyone that you need to. But when you have access to the correct data and the ways to reach them through multiple channels, you can get a hold of them. You can reach out to them directly. And that's also advantageous because if you just wait to be found, then your competitor could find your customer first. Or worse yet, if no that, that homeowner needs a property service or needs something and they don't ever look, then there's a missed opportunity for that business to grow 
You know, the world of business and advertising, it's really not a, a new world when you think about it. It's a lot like caveman world. You go all the way back and the hunters have got to bring in the bacon. One way or the other, they got to bring it in, or in those days, let's say dinosaur. <laughs> but you got to bring in the food. And so you can sit around by your a cave, the entrance, and wait for that beautiful animal to come by that you want to hunt. Uh, and and, and maybe, maybe you'll get one that way. But for the most part, in those days, you had to go out and hunt. You had to go find where the prey was that you wanted to get, or in this case, where you find your potential customer, your prospects. Then you have to be equipped when you're there, when you find them, and be ready to deliver a great service or answer questions or give additional information or data. What I'm trying to say, David, and to our audience is this. No one media does it, just like you said, David. Uh, there's so much noise in the world, and so many people claim to have all the knowledge they'll ever have to need. But the reality is we're, I think we're a long way from that because you have to get to the right prospect at the right time with the right message and the right product or service. And, you know, that's just four variables that can give you a whole lot of different combinations. I talked before that we went to the last break about needing an advantage. And I think that's what every one of us in business needs is we have to have an advantage over the bulk of our competitors so that we have something different, something that distinguish, would distinguish our services. And I think that now is a good time to look and consider property radar because it's really not out there on the radar of most people that are listening to this show. I'm sure, David, but this is a great opportunity. I would think you would agree that this is something that people should check out if they want to grow their business. It doesn't matter if it's real estate or retail. Absolutely. What is the best place that they can get the data? I mentioned the website. Please tell our listeners. Propertyradar.com. It's a web application and a mobile application. Uh -huh. They both look and function the same. So you you basically have access to everything you need to know in your pocket, everywhere you go. You can answer so many questions about your market, mm -hmm. what's going on in the market. Mm -hmm. And particularly when it comes to discovering and connecting your best potential customers who own a home or property, it's uh, super simple, super easy. You've got over 200, approaching 300 criteria, the characteristics and attributes of owners and their properties. Because if I'm a landscaping company, I don't want to market to people who don't have any landscape. Right. That's just wasting money, right? <laughs> yeah. So the, the real advantage is you save a lot of time and money by not wasting it marketing to people that won't be your best potential customer. I'm encouraging you, our listeners, to get on the link right now. Get on the website, propertyradar.com. We'll continue our conversation with the CMO, David LaPlante, after this message. You're listening to Pet Talk Radio. Bear, party animal, line one. My owner's mad because he spilled guacamole. He's going to be madder when he finds out it was me. CJ's recommended carpet care. He does a great job. He's on time. He's quick, and he stands behind his work. Call 829-1551. I chihuahua. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune into our show today. I was letting our listeners know that I'm getting ready for Halloween. It's coming up fast, and I love Halloween because I get to see all those little ghouls and goblins, and they bring their pets with them too. And and my uh, fiance, she just loves those little kids. She lets them in the door, and next thing you know, they're tracking in all kinds of leaves, mud, and whatnot. So I decided this year. After the trick-or-treaters, I'm going to call CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. You know, they do a great job on tile and grout, and that's the issue today, ladies and gentlemen. Many people that I talk to that are out and about looking at homes to purchase, they're looking at homes that have been spruced up, cleaned up nicely, but some of the things that they talk about is the grout and tile. It's either outdated or it's dirty. It's not cleaned. Most people don't realize that tile and grout need service just like your carpet. Well, who knows better than carpet about grout is Jack from CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. These guys are experts. I'm encouraging you to visit Jack's website, cjscarpetcare.com. And when you get there, you'll find out about his excellent services on home or residential or business tile and grout cleaning. Check it out, and all of his contact information is on our website, 
NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. With me in the studio today, David LaPlante. David is the CMO of Property Radar. David, CMO, what does that stand for? Chief Marketing Officer. Very good. And you're here marketing today, and you're all about marketing because that's what Property Radar really is about, is it not? It's about marketing, sales, mm -hmm. research. It's, at the end of the day, it's about helping local businesses mm -hmm. discover their best customers, Yeah, connect and, with them directly, yeah. grow their business. It's, and it's about information, data, if you will, about prospects, about current customers, about people that live in our area. We get great data from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, and this is the time when we're going to talk about what's happening in the real estate market. So our most recent report, which we got early in October from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, talked about the number of homes, the price the homes sold for, the cost per price per square foot, and so forth. That's what we're talking about now. Let's start with the median home price in northern Nevada. You know, back in 2012, at the very bottom of the market, when I was a mortgage lender and we were going through the mortgage meltdown, people were struggling to keep their homes, and the people that wanted to buy a home kept saying, well, we're going to wait till it goes down a little longer, a little longer, a little longer. The people that waited and bought in January of 2012 bought in the bottom of the market. The median home price then, $150,000. Today, in mid-October, that median home price is $395,000. That's a substantial growth, isn't it? It's like more than double. Well, that three ninety-five dollars we always like to compare to the year prior. One year ago, the home prices were 6% lower probably somewhere in the $375,000 range. So the home prices are continuing to grow. The values are continuing to grow. Uh, but let's talk about square footage because that's really what it comes down to. What are you getting for the money? The median home price uh, equals a $227 price per square foot on a home in northern Nevada. That puts the change from last year up 4.3%. Uh, some people ask, well, you know, when, when the, it's the seller's market, so they're probably getting a lot more than they're even asking for because people are out there and maybe they're overbidding. Well, I think those days are over because in the recent year, looking back, the percent of ask received by the sellers, whatever they asked for the home, in most cases, they're getting 98.6%. Essentially, they're pricing the homes right with the market. And that tells me that a lot of people are working with real estate professionals because when it comes to buying and selling real estate, ultimately, it always comes down to the price. So let's talk a little bit deeper beyond the price. We have to talk about how many units were sold in the last month. That number, 561. That is 21% more than last year. So that's the good news about homes is it seems that people are still buying and buying more. But there's always more to it because we can't look at just one month and make that assumption for the whole year. Let's continue with new listings. How many new listings are there now for the home buyers that are out there looking around? There's 543 new listings from the prior month. But guess what? That number compared to last year is down substantially, down 17%. Could be another shortage or uh, uh, a smaller amount of homes available to purchase in the coming months when you look at that number. How long does it take for a seller to sell their property when they put it up for sale? Well, it used to be they, they were making offers like the next day. Three days later, a week later, it was in contract. Uh, that was maybe a year ago, two years ago. Now that prices have started to plateau a little bit, the days to contract are getting longer. 56 days from the time uh, home in, on average is put up for sale takes 56 days to close. Last year, it was a lot less. It was 27.8% less. What does that figure out to? That's probably a good uh, 20, oh, it was probably 30 days to close last year. Now it's 56. Overall, how much inventory is there available? New inventory, existing inventory. The numbers from the association tell us that we have 1,330 homes available for sale in the Reno Sparks market this during these 30 days. How does that look compared to last year? It's down 11%. Again, it's winter time and there's usually less homes for sale at this time. People like to wait for the spring, but you know, there is a finite amount of homes available in Northern Nevada. 
we may be approaching that finite amount if we don't see a lot more building happening. Uh, with that 1,330 homes that are available for sale, how many months of inventory is that essentially for the way that home sales have been going in the last year? That's actually 2.4 months worth of inventory at the current sales rate. 2.4 months last year, it was 26% less. That means it was taking maybe a month and a half. So the thing is, it looks like things are slowing down a little bit on the real estate side in northern Nevada, probably partly because of the weather and partly because the prices have gone up so substantially and there's only so much time before the local home buyer with the local or the, the average household income can no longer afford to purchase. So that's why we talk about other areas like Fernley, Nevada and other areas like Minden, Gardnerville and Yarrington. Truckee, California probably is at the other end of the scale. David LaPlante is our guest. He's visiting us today to talk about property radar. Speaking of property in Truckee, uh, that's an incredible place to live. But last I heard, David, most of the people who live in Truckee, it's second homes. Oh, yeah. We live in a ghost town. It's a ghost town. <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's always busy. It's, uh, you know, it's amazing to see how the non-ski season has really almost overtaken the uh, ski season. Yeah. But, yeah, you're looking at a market that uh, anywhere from seven to nine homes in a given neighborhood may be non-owner occupied mm -hmm. by folks down in the bay. And coming back to solutions, problems that property rare solve, you know, why we innovate from Truckee. Right. Let's say, uh, well, this is an exact uh, specific case where you got a lot of businesses up there that their best customer owns these second homes. They live down in the bay. They're not up there every weekend. They're not a local, right? right? How do you get a hold of? How do you target the owner of a vacation home on Facebook? You can't. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You mm -hmm. get, and so it's a real challenge, and and we make it simple. It's like, oh mm -hmm. yeah, we can tell you exactly who owns a home mm -hmm. up there in Tahoe Donner, and and here's how you can connect with them directly. So if I'm a butcher, and I make these great. I have sustainably grown turkeys uh, that are perfect for all the families down in the bay that when they come up to Truckee for Thanksgiving, uh, they may not know that butcher exists. Mm -hmm. But now that butcher can connect with those homeowners down in the bay, say, hey, Peter, if you're coming up to Tahoe for Thanksgiving, let us, have, let us deliver the turkey. Let us deliver the turkey. So it's, it's a lot of nuance, subtle uh -huh. nuances, but the, the ability to leverage this data to discover who these best customers are and connect with them directly is really different from what's available on your traditional, I hate to say traditional, your ad network platforms like Facebook and mm -hmm. Instagram and, mm -hmm. and even Google. You know, I uh, attended a uh, home and building show in Truckee, California. They have that home and building show every yep. every spring. And we've helped them with, out, out with some of their marketing. And it was fascinating when we started working on that project, as we discovered, that our target were not the people that live in Truckee, it was the people that were coming into Truckee that own a second home in Truckee. And they typically come to Truckee around uh, Memorial Day. And so there's a lot of renovation and cleanup and snow removal sometimes or shingle replacement. And so it is a great time prior to that holiday to connect with the people that are coming from the Bay Area or other parts of the country that have a second home there. But there just hasn't really been a, a really efficient way to reach those people. Property radar can do that. Yeah, I'll give you an example of what goes on in Truckee. It goes on everywhere. We, a, lot of, uh, a lot of our customers use, this, use our mobile app for what they call driving for dollars. Driving so, for dollars, okay. And, and uh, so they've got our mobile app. They're driving through neighborhoods, mm -hmm. looking for storm damage, mm -hmm. looking for driveways that need sealing, looking for landscape in need. But particularly in an area where you've got a lot of non-owner occupied vacation homes, uh, they see that that roof that's got some storm damage from the wind from the winter. They look up that owner, and they're able to then say, "Okay, that owner may not even know they've got storm damage," mm -hmm. and contact that owner. Say, "Hey, Peter, I just driving by your house up here on ski slope, and you've got some damage, and there's another storm coming, and that could turn into a twenty thousand dollar problem real fast." Which I've got a crew. Would you like me to get on that? So. There's, you know, the Facebooks and the Amazons, the Apples, the Googles would want you to believe that the only way to connect with your customers through these digital ad networks 
And the reality is, is it's okay to reach out and connect with your best potential customers directly, especially if it's going to save you money. Right. Right? If you're the owner. And it's relevant. If it's relevant, it's not spam. And it's welcomed marketing. Yeah. Right? You know, there's times when you get marketed to that you're like, yes, thank you. You just saved me money because you reached out to me. You identified a problem I know I have or I didn't know I have. And you are also bringing the solution. Yes, let's go. Very nice. And the businesses are able to qualify those customers better. You know, does Peter have, have equity in his house or not? Mm -hmm. Is he over leveraged? Is mm -hmm. he long time? Does he have kids? All these things that may drive that, that relevant, timely, personal, what we call neighborly marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the, the, if anything, the internet's done to a lot of our marketing is it's dehumanized our neighborhoods. Mm. It seems asinine that if you're my best customer and you live a block away from me, that the only way that I can market to you is through Facebook, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, that's what the big companies would want you to believe. Right. Well, the reality is, is I might want to just go knock on your door. Hey, Peter, yeah. I'm a new business in town. We're neighbors, probably see you at the ballpark, might see you on the ski slope. Let's be neighbors. Let's face it, that's really what we all want in, uh, in good business. It's a good business relationship, and ultimately, a relationship is face-to-face. -face. You can't do that if you live across the country from your client or prospect, but like you say, if you're in the same neighborhood, I mean, that, that's an important part of the marketing. And like we talked about, no one marketing element stands alone anymore. Um, that's a good example. You've really got to get face-to-face -face sometimes, but the only way you can get face-to-face -to -face with a lot of people nowadays is if they know a little bit about you or something about you. And that's one thing I like about the digital marketing world is it's another way to get to know the prospect or for the prospect to get to know a little bit about the business before they make that commitment, the commitment even just to meet. Sometimes that's the big one right there. Absolutely. And, you know, and obviously, you don't want to waste your time and money marketing to people that aren't going to be your customer. You know, for most small businesses, your marketing dollars are precious. True enough, yeah. You want to spend those wisely. Uh huh. And uh, so you can do things, it was the things we call do things that don't scale. And big businesses have to do everything that scale. That's why they can buy a Super Bowl ad, right? Right. You right. Know, $5 million for a Super Bowl ad, that scales because that's going out to 30 million people or probably a bigger number than that. And they might have a, a location or a retail outlet in every state, so that cost is split up by 50, 50 times, right? So whoever pays, the, each part, each person pays a smaller portion. But you scale. can't buy, you can't oh. buy an ad on, a, on Super Bowl, right? But uh, you can do things that the big businesses can't. Right. You can be neighborly. Mm -hmm. You can connect with people locally and build your business in ways that, and, and I learned this, I learned this when I moved to Truckee, uh, local football team, high school football team, walks around and knocks on doors. Yeah. And they sell me this card to get discounts. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's awesome. So what I do, I, I, next time they came around, I opened up Property Radar and I showed them all the doors to knock on. I said, look, wow. don't knock on these doors because nobody lives here. They're vacation homes. Yeah. I'll save you a ton of time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at your website here. I'm encouraging our listeners to, tune, to get on the website too, propertyradar.com. How to create lists, create precise lists that are always up to date. That's the one thing I like about this is that if you determine you want a particular kind of list and you get that set up, David, tomorrow when I look at that list, it'll be updated. Next week when I look at it, it will be updated. And I don't have to have just one list. I can make a number of lists. It's fascinating what you can do on Property Radar. We're going to talk more with David LaPlante, the CMO, after this message. SunTech Storm Panels are the clear, tough, versatile way to lock out cold winter drafts on your windows and doors. If you want to immediately reduce your energy bill, call SunTech 352-9396 for a free estimate. SunTech Storm Panels are a great alternative. In fact, 60% less cost than those high-priced dual or triple-paned windows. Want to keep the cold out, the heat in, and save money? Call SunTech 352-9396 for fast, friendly installation. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio, and you're probably thinking about buying real estate. It might be investment property. Maybe it's your first residence that you're going to buy for you and your family. Well, most people, I'll let you know, don't know how much money you need for a down payment. In fact, a recent survey from Bankrate 
found that 51% of Americans said they don't know the required minimum down payment. And another 28% said they thought 20% was necessary to put down on a house. So you add 51 and 28, that's 79% of the people that are wrong. At least that many people are wrong because in my conversations with Brian Cushing, senior loan officer at Guild Mortgage, Brian tells me you can put as little as 3% down, 3.5% down, and in some cases, 0% down to buy a home. You just have to be approved, qualified, and ready to go. Most people don't even know how to do that. If you're looking to purchase your first residence, if you're a new home buyer, I encourage you to get started by calling Brian Cushing from the Cushing team at Guild Mortgage. 775-453-0345 is Brian's direct phone number, and it's outstanding the work he does. You can also visit his website, homeloansreno.com. Brian Cushing's NMLS license number is 303045. You can get all the information from his team at The Cushing Team. And you can visit The Cushing Team at, again, homeloansreno.com. Tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio, David LaPlante. David is a CMO of Property Radar. We've got it up on the screen right now. David, and we were talking about the different kind of lists that you can create for your marketing operation. So in the mortgage world, I always wanted to know who is it that bought a home in the last five years and has an interest rate over 6% or Easy. maybe there was a, one of the, maybe a husband and wife and maybe one of, the, one of the partners died recently and we have a special program available to people that are recently widowed. You have a program that can do something like that. I like to also target the people that have money, whether they're an older demographic or the millennials of today. There's no point marketing the Mercedes Benz I have for sale for $35,000 to people that don't have much income. Your system gives you so many advantages. Talk about the detail of the lists. So, yeah, it's kind of a list-based interface. One of the challenges was how do we turn small businesses into data scientists? And we make that easy because we do it visually. Mm -hmm. You log in a lot of visual heat maps to understand a market. Mm -hmm. So you just did this market report earlier. Yep. And, but as humans, we like to see things. I can detect a pattern really fast visually. So yeah. we come up with ways to display data so that it can be visually and quickly understood. You could stare at a spreadsheet all day long and not find the opportunity. But if I can turn that spreadsheet into a picture, you can pick it out in a second and go, oh, I oh. see the opportunity. Oh, yeah. I understand it right there. And particularly, I mean, market reports are great, but what drives so many businesses, whether it's a real estate professional or a home property business, is it's that micro market or what we'd call a hyper local market. Yeah. You know, overall market may be challenged right now, but where's the hotspot? And I'm going to concentrate on this hyper local area and get really good at it. Be the expert in everything to the west of Plumas and north of Plum and, mm -hmm. you know, a very specific and a specific home type and know a lot and store information about it over the years. Mm -hmm. And that becomes an advantage. Yeah. And Once you have that advantage, that's what you can market, right? Yep. So if I make that list, say, you know, I want to connect with owners of this criteria. And you've got approaching 300 criteria to help drive that decision with what type of loans they're in, how long they've been in loans, what type of property characteristics, beds, baths. You know, it's 300. So you can curate these really super focused lists. And the value of that is when you communicate with those owners, because you have all that insight, your communication is very relevant. Yeah. It's not, you're not talking to somebody who has no interest in your product or service. You know that they're an excellent prospect, maybe even before they do, because you've got the data on that. Yep. And you can create lookalike lists. Like mm -hmm. here's all of my previous customers. What's interesting about them? Mm -hmm and create that list inside Property Radar, and then we've got all the, the charts and graphs and insights to say, here's things you may not have picked up on what's common to all these. Mm -hmm. Now let's go find some folks that look just like that because past customers are a great predictor of future yeah. customers. If it worked for this type of demographic and group, why not for this other one that's in a similar quadrant or, 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 or uh, uh, process, right, of their establishing exactly. their neighborhood, essentially. And you're um, the expert. Yeah, because you're the one that's delivering this data. Uh, little unbeknownst to the ultimate prospect, it's because they have a great connection with Property Radar. But I got to tell you, 
at first when I heard about this, David, it sounded like it was really expensive because how else can you get this kind of localized, hyper-local data without spending a lot of money? But I found that it's quite affordable. In fact, you have a great offer for people to test out the website, get to know it. Why don't you give us some details on that? So we offer a free trial for three days. Uh, get in, test drive it. You should be able to figure out if it's going to help you out immediately within three days. Uh, we've got a wonderful support team mm -hmm. that is there to answer any question you got, get you started, do demos, get you set up. Uh, and the cost is as low as $39 a month. Uh, our most expensive product right now, $79 a month. Mm -hmm. That's for everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, $79, if it saves you even two hours of your time a month, <laughs> you're in the money. In the real estate world, uh, a deal, a real estate deal or a mortgage deal could yield to the lender or to the mortgage professional with a rate, average home price of, let's say, $400,000 even if that's 1% that you get out of it. And I know that many of the lenders and realtors actually earn more than 1% when it's all factored out. 1% of a $400,000 deal is $4,000. If I had to spend $79 in a month to earn $4,000, I don't need to be a rocket scientist to understand that's a, that's a pretty good deal. Absolutely. So I'm encouraging our listeners any realtors that might tune in today that want an advantage on the competitors or be able to provide a better service than you've ever provided for your existing clients, check out Property Radar. It's all there, propertyradar.com. And, you know, I, uh, I especially like the fact that I know one of the principals there. David LaPlante is the CMO, the Chief Marketing Officer. And, David, you're doing a great job marketing because you're here with us today on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I want to commend you on that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm it's been glad super fun. Yeah, you bet. And I hopefully uh, you will come back and chat with us again down the road. I know more and more people are going to be discovering PropertyRadar.com. And we'll put all of your contact information on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Hope you come back to visit soon. Absolutely. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. We're on the air again next week. Same time, same station. Tell your friends to tune in and then they can make a great deal and a great decision on real estate. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.